0: I am I Radio. Welcome everybody. Uh well everybody listening all the millions of listeners
1: of IMI Radio.
2: Hey, yeah. Thank you guys.
3: Amidst the chaos, two individuals are waking into single machine to combine and create the perfect weapon. That's a good idea, let's, let's do that.
0: I am our radio.
3: And and the more I look into it, the more I realize that the, the idea of viruses and viral pathogens and contagion and all that, it's held up. Like, the, the foundation of that is vaccines. You
1: met Henry Kissinger in person.
3: Starvation, economic devastation, war. What's to I, I do feel like there are cultural differences. And, And I'm kind of curious as to how those things um, manage to stay stable over time. Amidst the chaos,
0: two individuals awaken with a single
1: mission. To combine and create the perfect weapon. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Test, 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 test. Test this. this. Live. No, not live. <laughs> hey, show Value. Man, great to see you. Uh, welcome. Warm welcome, really. Uh, wow, what a nice surprise. Uh, no, not surprise, but uh, please uh, yeah, unmute yourself and introduce yourself. You are the one who brought me here.
3: <laughs> so- right, from uh, Freedom in Radio, I think, right? <laughs>
1: I was talking about it yesterday sorry to interrupt, you're gonna, uh, I'm, I'm working on that but One Born Free is a new member on Fakeologist and he was talking about August 2015 and, and, and he's an anarchist person and so I asked the question were you at uh, uh, Monday Night Forum at that time because that was the time we were there and I challenged Stefan on his Trump uh, support and uh, Mike Penny because of that That's right. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I I kind of, well, I bailed on uh, Molyneux when he started doing the Trump thing, and, and it was very, uh, yeah, I think he lost a lot of people uh, with that. I, mm. I followed him from the very beginning, like the wow. my podcast number one, it's which, wow. well, it I, I, it was really interesting because he, he was driving to work, and he started with the basic nuts and bolts of philosophy. Mm-hmm. Going through syllogisms and uh, you know the ar- argumentative fallacies and yeah. uh, logical you fallacies and up whatnot, up of, and of, of
1: base, um, axioms and, and, and principles. And, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And so it was—it was a very almost like a like a, a, a course, like a seminar, you know, on yeah. on philosophy in general. And then he he worked up through the logical arguments of having a government and how it was logically uh, self-contradictory and incompatible with uh, you know reversibility and all this sort of thing. He had his uh, the, was a non-secular uh, morality, uh, universal what universally pre- preferable behavior. He called it. Okay. Yeah, oh yes. Yes, yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah. And yes. Uh, you know, I, I thought that it was a pretty good. Uh, stab at taking, you know, um, maybe rescuing morality from the powers that be the church or the state or whatever, because his idea that once people, you know, people, they have this idea they want to be good, but then they, they have their morality imposed by them on them by, by certain people. So when they're doing the things they think are the right thing to do, it's actually kind of self-destructive to them. Right. So but that was all good. And then eventually he just, like, kind of abandoned everything that he had talked about prior. And yeah. Yeah. so I don't know if that was uh, part of the script, if he was co-opted, if he had his daughter. And he that's that's his claim. He thought that Trump was the last-ditch effort. There was no time to pursue anarchy and that the the world was going to burn before the anarchy could, arguments could take hold. And so he just, you know, Of left, so
1: yeah. I, I... I, I mean, what I mean, I think he started out completely rogue. Like most people, I don't believe so much in so much control, right. Uh, mm-hmm. But then they get bought in or get uh, uh, yeah I mean, he he suffered from cancer, I think, and he has problems with this I mean he must be a challenging man to be around, right? I know I am, so <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah we've we've been able to keep peace in our house here i mean my my wife is uh she's a very social person. She has nice. a, a wide network of friends, and she's involved, kind of, in public relations. And she actually actually spends a lot of time with and you know government institutions, talking to people and, and those things. So it's 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 hard to be um, very adamant about these ideas when you're talking to those types of people. You have to sort of just compartmentalize. Yes. And so <laughs> she just no, gets, but, but gets it think, from me. I
1: think that's fine. I, I think that's fine because. In the end, we are all partly responsible for everything, right? I mean, uh, we have bought Coca-Cola and so on. Uh, App is actively supporting PayPal again, right? Elon Musk. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yeah, it it is logically for me completely incomprehensible how on a website where you uh, deny his Tesla is in space, you at the same time name drop the company he started. Wait, I,
3: you kind of broke up there before I heard the, you finish your thought. Okay,
1: um, um, I will repeat it. That they, um, I cannot comprehend logically, and logic, the logic, the laws of logic, and the laws of nature are the only ones I respect. Um, is that on a website where you deny the existence of the Tesla in space of Elon Musk, that you also name drop the brand of his uh, company?
3: And, and and what what are what are, what is the example that you're referring to? Well,
1: uh, I, I, if uh, you know me, I can become pretty agitated and, and agitate myself. It's not always the the natural way, right? It's it a bit just, of acting uh, with it. But um, with App, he had um, the sample. It said, uh, "Hit the PayPal donate button." There's no reason to drop that name. You can just say, "Please donate to me." and Hit the button oh, on the side. I, I see. That's
3: well, point. that's that's uh, that's Thiel, right? That's not Musk. I don't think. Not not that uh, there's a difference between the sorry. plutocrats so much, but uh, I think
1: Elon Musk didn't start PayPal.
3: I think it's Peter Thiel, and I don't.
1: Okay, uh, I don't know that name, but I thought Elon Musk is like the face of PayPal. How he got big, right? Um,
3: it, Um, I'm not. Sh- I know Peter Thiel is the. He's the co-founder yeah. of PayPal. Let's see who...
1: Uh, no, okay, please, you know more about it, right? Yeah, In it's my just... understanding, uh, Elon Musk is like PayPal, you know, right? It, it, it's like, okay, is, is Google Larry Page or is Google the other guy, I right? I mean, Yeah, you...
3: Sergey Brin and Larry Page. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that may be true. Um, I always associate it with Peter Thiel. He, I always mm. figured him to be the face of it, so... But I understand what you're saying. Um... It says he founded PayPal in 1999, and um, yeah, I'm just looking at the wiki, you know, but I don't really see. Uh,
1: in the pay- meantime, can I ask uh, your wife? So sociable. Is she keep doing that now? Is she doing that now?
3: Well, you know, this is very interesting because I think, I think it happens with every hoax. Like every hoax recruits a few more. <laughs> uh, members to the, you know, I don't, whatever you want to call it, media deconstruction or, you know, e- every, I think that people maybe never paid attention to nine eleven, but after Sandy hook, they started getting curious. And then people that didn't pay attention to Sandy hook, they started getting curious at, at Las Vegas or something, you know, and every, now
1: everybody has a trigger, right? Everybody has something yeah. that triggers them S- and S- their interests. Right. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, it says here that uh, PayPal merged with Elon Musk uh, ex Zoom at some point. So, yeah, they are. I guess they are connected now. Yeah, I'm just reading. So, yeah, I think um, so she's talking pretty openly with a lot of her friends and family about the I mean, I don't know. This one seems to be far more obvious um, just because and I, I, it's hard for me to understand how. And the interesting thing about this one is you can research. Uh,
1: uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, on my end, you cut out. I don't know if it's record, but uh, it's it's very uh, interesting to understand how. And then it cut out. And
3: yeah, how well? I don't, I didn't really complete that thought. How how um, people they so they they invest their belief in what they're told by the media and the, and the media is using certain institutions to support their claims about the pandemic. And then you can go look at the numbers posted by the institution. It doesn't match what the media is saying. So even, even by the mainstream standards, there's a direct conflict. It's, you don't even have to be looking at uh, the Cato Institute or, Alex Jones or anything like that. You can just use the numbers that they're publishing themselves. It's like I've seen the world meter, worldometer graph used like all over the place. Uh I, I recognize the graphic. And so when people are publishing these numbers of deaths and people infected and stuff, it's just not it doesn't add up to a pandemic. And and so like there's all this uh, you know, fear porn out there. But at the same time, the institutions that they're using to support their fear cor- porn claim aren't publishing numbers on their own sites that support that. So there's this huge open contradiction that people just don't seem able to be able to find on their own or whatever. I, it's it's you know, yeah. very interesting.
1: Yeah. No, beautiful, beautiful. I, <coughs> I see the same thing and easiest entry point for us. Because we don't need to go into discussions about or or virus, Um, it is about numbers. And if the numbers don't support a pandemic, then the pandemic cannot be true. And that is exactly how I talk with the people. And they say, yeah, wait a minute, I do reality checks with people. I talk with everyone. Uh, And I love to talk. I love to go outside now because the truth seekers or the ones open to that are outside now. It's a perfect hunting ground for <laughs> for a new uh, a new. Uh, I, I said yesterday, it's uh, it's good because the out so-called outcasts are outside and they may become uh, future podcasts. From outcast yeah. to podcast, right? And uh, there's an 85-year-old man outside. Uh, he can he is not allowed to be outside according to so-called law until the 31st of May. Servicio de inteligencia, señor. I talk with this man, he's my only truth-seeking friend because he doesn't believe the virus exists. So I want to have him on air, in Spanish of course, on podcast. 85-year-old, history and experience, I want to hear that and get that on air.
0: For
3: as long as we can remember, man has been destroying our planet Earth. Driven by the insatiable need of fulfilling our desires. As we begin to run out of natural resources, our lust for material
0: things has been growing stronger, driving us to use our Earth's magnetic field
1: as our last source of energy. Amidst the chaos, two individuals awaken with a single mission. To combine and create the perfect weapon.
3: Yeah, that's well. That's a you know, that's much further down the road than most people are gonna get. Even you know, I've my my wife hasn't looked into it that far yet. That the virus thing, it's it's just one of those things. Well, doctors and and medicine too. And and the more I look into it, the more I realize that the the idea of viruses and viral pathogens and contagion and all that it's held up like the the foundation of that is vaccines and antiviral pharmaceuticals that's what holds that whole idea up Indeed. so and they
1: started with the cure so called and then invented the disease right
3: yeah, more or less. Yeah, that that's all the way back through Jenner and, uh, you know, the smallpox and, and polio.
1: Yeah, I, allegedly I, an elitist, a very uh, Masonic rich guy, Masonic doesn't matter, I mean, rich doesn't matter, but the combination paints the picture is injecting his seven-year-old son with cow pus. If you believe that, then, sorry, you have to live a bit more, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, just to me that on its face would be enough to... Raise yeah, your eyebrows yeah. through the roof. Exactly, like, yeah. what? I'm going to take a, a pus from the sores on cows yeah. and inject that under my skin? What? Are you nuts? In I your mean, own old seven year old and,
1: son. Well,
3: and that's going to fix me somehow. Yes. I think, you know, somebody's missing something here. You guys, that's it, like some kind of uh, medieval uh, superstition, you know? But it right. is. It is. Perfect. It is, perfect
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. M- medieval superstition. Exactly right. Yes. Yes. But
3: we're we're still living that today. I mean, the superstition hasn't gone away.
1: Uh, I I wouldn't use the term "we" here
3: Well, I yeah, well, I, I say I, I got to be careful yeah. about that word. Yeah. I'm, I'm normally much more yeah. circumspect I, about using "we." Yeah, we. Uh, my my the funniest bit on that is: Are you familiar with the comedian uh, oh. Doug Doug Stanhope?
1: I have seen him once. I think I oh, heard the name. sounds, <laughs> <Gone>.
3: yeah. Yep. <laughs> he just does a bit on how. Uh, People, uh, and Americans in particular, when they were saying freedom fries, because uh, you know, yeah. the fr- we saved your ass in World War II, and he's like, uh, I don't think we did anything. We, we, uh, last night we were in the trenches of Normandy with grass stains on our knees, I think we were in the drive in at Wendy's having some Jägermeister, (laughs) like we we didn't do anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, good. Oh no, but I would like to tap into a great point you made here, oof. Perfect that you brought that back up again in our memories, freedom find. That is, there's a specific term for that and my father used to work in that and used to know that. He's dead, but my dad is dead. Um, but now I realize I get new learnings from him. Because never waste a good crisis applies to us. Because the rich people already have rich the, uh, uh, wealth and power. We don't. We needed to get it now. So now is it's all Darwinism. I'm a complete Darwinist. Right? Uh, evolution, survival of the fittest. So um, what my father did was marketing and, and uh, teaching marketing and so on based on his experiences. And Freedom Fries is an example of that. It's using, the, uh, using an, uh, a war, a hoax, a uh, sign up an event for marketing. And that is exactly what I'm doing now. My first bread sold out 15 breads within one hour. F- 15 what? 15 breads within one hour. We didn't make a lot of money, but it was literally wow, such an achievement. And the name, wow, it it, it stuns people literally. Um, and the next bread, I have already the name also. And um, so what's these, the
3: word you're saying? Bread, bread. Yeah,
1: I, I'm. A, I, I will explain. I um, uh, it's funny. I live now in Colombia as long as I have been a professional baker. So I am, and that is 16 years ago that I stopped being a professional baker and turned into a professional geologist. And now I'm doing the reverse. why well, I, I didn't have any income in the last months and years and so on, and that is uh, all dried up my savings. So I have a palace and I have an, uh, an, uh, an oven and I have a neighbor and I have lots of neighbors and they love good bread because Colombia's bread is absolutely, it's un, unbearable. So, uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> let me interrupt. Forget, what what, baker, what right? makes it so special? Why is the bread so special in Colombia? Is it the so wheat? Bad. Is it the, the no, water? The, what is it?
1: I don't know what it is. That's a good question because we were talking I, with my partner, business partner, and neighbor and friend and also with the dogs and other things. Um, uh, what I would like to do is train Colombian bakers in making good bread making bread (laughs) i i said in making good bread and my neighbor corrected no in making bread so i said thank you (laughs) no i really um it is really bad so um that means that anything is better and uh yeah i I, I, at home i have limited i mean the climate it's it's too cold here to Mm. make good bread Uh, okay um there's no in 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 the u.s in 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 temperate zone you have in winter you have at least heating and summer it's warm enough, but here you don't have that. So that's a challenge. And I'm dealing with that pretty well, I must say. It works well. So and but the naming, that is the great, great selling point, I would say. Because my first bread, you know Spanish, right? You know a bit of Spanish at least. A bit. So Pan. What do you think of the name? Pan Damia.
3: Oh, Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I saw that on your other, you yeah, had a link, you, you put a link to it on, a, yeah, right. Well, it's, uh, I don't know, it, it might give people pause here to bite into something named Pandemia. You exactly. Know. <laughs> it's a
1: filter. Let them stay away. Let the normies stay away and let the people who are interested and triggered by this name and think, why not try it and buy it. Let's Mm -hmm. let's make friends and let's make business. Do do business with friends, with good people. That's the whole philosophy of Mas Muisca that is based on on agorism, uh, the the economic uh, uh, the uh, practical application of anarchism, and uh, also the learnings from the indigenous uh, economy, Muisca economy on Wikipedia. That article is mine and everything about the Muisca is mine, but especially that article because because it describes... How did people live here? They were self-sufficient. They were very rich. They were not fighters. They were not empires. That's why nobody heard heard of them. I didn't know about them for six years that they were and living here.
3: Do you have the spelling of that posted somewhere? mushka
1: M-U-I-S-C-A. And then economy. And that on Wikipedia. It's a long article, but it's extensive and academically referenced. Like I write my articles. And... Um, And that explains how the Muisca dealt with the geography, with the climate, the different uh, fruits that grow everywhere, but not uh, close together. You need to uh, travel quite a distance, especially without horses or anything. They were doing it on foot, everything. So um, and they created an enormously rich, uh, gold-working society very uh, non-hierarchical where the cacique lived next door to the normal people and in the same house and not a little bit more emeralds uh, but that's it and and a couple of wives more but very that's why nobody hears about it the Inca, the Aztec and the Maya are so called the only three civilizations in the Americas pre-Columbian, no the Muisca was the fourth one that nobody talks about The biggest Hmm. collection of gold in the world, Fort Knox maybe, but uh, publicly displayed is the Gold Museum here in Bogota.
3: Something. So now, and and this is the the actual uh, Wikipedia Wikipedia article I'm looking at, is you're the author, or mostly the author? Is that the one?
1: Everything. Everything you find on Muisca. everything you find the Eastern Hills Bogota, I've written Way more on Wikipedia than on Facebook. Um,
3: and it has uh, pictures of uh, yeah. sculptures pictures and the maps yeah. and yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. A, it looks like there's a lot of research here.
1: Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. That's why Masmuiska is, is is first a philosophy, life philosophy. Uh, Agenda 2020 and Masmuiska is the same, and now it became the same with uh, the unexpected uh, soon release of this. I made agenda 2020 page in October, I think, or so. So are,
3: are there still parts of this uh, culture surviving today?
1: Oh, very much. That's a good question, yes. Wow. The, the, the economic culture of the Andean region of Colombia, which I call the Chipcha culture, the Chipcha is a language group, um, is very much like that. It's, an ino- it's very much capitalistic. What capitalism means that is how it is here. And that is why I live here and why I love it so much. And how I want to expand on that in doing the algorithm way. That, and now the circumstances are ideal for that.
3: <laughs> yeah. So um,
1: this I fell into my lap and it is the perfect way to expand on an anarchist algorithm philosophy and get people on so, board. And people are getting on board. That's beautiful, man.
3: Really. So are so, the... Uh the Muisca people are they kind of isolated or no no
1: no okay that's the point now the the Muisca uh, are being completely absorbed uh, racially and genetically by the uh, because this is the the central area it's like the Mexico City Valley of of, of Colombia right Mm -hmm. so um, this is uh, in Mexico. It's way more separated, and here you have in the, in the Amazon, so you have tribes, uncontacted tribes, and so on, who hunt food with the poison dart uh, frog, uh, curar and so. So, but here in the in the city and in the uh, in Cundinamarca and Boyacá, that is completely mixed. But you still have uh, one of the most famous muisca, is an absolutely great guy also and that he's a typical moisca very humble very not arrogant not not uh, right N- not, not not a fighter very much a negotiator and so that this is what the I spanish would... even said about the moisca and I would... uh, uh, sorry i will uh, okay, uh, reveal his name his name um and his name is also uh, Boon, nairo quintana
3: okay yeah. No, I haven't heard that name before. And I'm just kind of browsing your your article and trying to see. He's
1: one of the most successful cyclists.
3: Oh, okay. He won won
1: the Tour de France. He won uh, the Vuelta a España. He won the Gio Italia. Um, He is 158 or so short. He is tiny. He weighs, I don't know, 40 kilos. I don't know what. But he is an amazing cyclist. And hmm. he is uh, so humble, and his family is coming from a very humble background. and wow. he is typifying of that culture of of these the opposite of India. Here, people have the drive, at least, to achieve something, and a very big pride in that. Not in India, where it's this complacent. There's a complacency here on another level, and that's what I'm challenging. But complacency with the, the, this caste system in India. That is was for me so shocking opposite Colombia.
3: Yeah, what I the question I'd wanted to ask earlier is um whether like that type of culture if how they coexist with like the the narco trafficantes or mm. is that a big deal down there? Is it something that you notice when you're down there or is it just is it going on kind of in the background where if you just you're not, you know, actively trying to get out to the, the farms or whatever, you wouldn't even know it's there. Is that, you know, I'm just curious about how that...
1: Um, well, that's a great Maybe question. Even you. and if you're curious about it, I have a couple of things to share about I will make them each short to make it not too long. Uh, first, what we did with our excursion with Roto here in January, we went into a very Strange window in time, and now with this corona crisis, uh, totally. But uh, before in December, the roads were blocked, for protests against the government uh, and stuff like that, kidnappings, blah, blah blah, in areas not here, but that affects the areas here. And again, in February, March, the Chicamocha Canyon was closed, where we went through with Rollo five times. So, um, that is. Uh, in that window, we went, and also I'm looking at new excursion material. But there is a very big area, or very—it's a huge area here where you can go. But outside of that, uh-uh. no. And a geologic excursion is going off-road and and exploring, and that you cannot do there because then you end up in a finca, and there might be people who don't ask who you are, but shoot or whatever, or there are kidnappings in north of there and so. Um, But with Rollo, we went to Gachala, and that is a place. It's not too far away. It's one and a half hour hour drive from here, and nobody knows it. It's beautiful, and that is a place where there is emerald mining. And we talked with an emerald miner who is also Canadian. Um, And there, we stayed in a hotel, a very affordable hotel. We did everything affordable. We only do business with the small... People and support each other and not the big businesses who already have the money. But we stayed in a hotel which was owned and built by Gonzalo Rodriguez Gacha. Gonzalo Rodriguez Gacha is better known as El Mexicano. He was not a Mexican. He was a Colombian. But forget Pablo Escobar or Popeye. This guy was the most brutal of these and he was also killed by his own so-called friends uh, because he killed his own friends, and, and he really wasn't psychopath and so. And why is he called El Mexicano? Because he um, he, was, he was completely uh, idolized of of this uh, Mexican Santeria um, uh, religion and and, and 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 culture and so on. And I have seen that in in Cuba, and that is one of these the main reasons why the Mexican drug war now is so bloody and so cruel, because they apply ritual santeria. It's a, it's a, you could call it Hispanic voodoo, because that's the same origin. The West African voodoo influenced the Caribbean, and in Cuba, and in Hispaniola, that, and in Mexico that made um, santeria. And it, yeah, has a ritual, ritualistic, uh, uh, cruel uh, killings and so, and and treatments and, and heads on sticks and so on. I don't know if it's a true effect, uh, but uh, if it's a true story. But in the news was a story, um, the, and I had a congress in Veracruz, Mexico, um, uh, where I had a presentation to give, and then the the congress was cancelled because. A week before, they found 32 chopped-off heads uh, in front of the Congress Center. Well, wow. so yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, these things happen. Uh, these, these, there is, I mean, right? Uh, we tend to there, there is a tendency under their so-called fake colleges to to think that these things it's all kind of theater. No, these things happen because people have the freedom to let these things happen. Right? So by definition, they happen. Um, but yeah, so the the um, narco culture show is kind of tucked away now here in colombia and taken over more publicly by mexico
0: la mano cantar el corrido De un general afamado por todos muy conocido. Nació Emiliano Zapata en un risueño pueblito del estado de Morelos que se llaman Nenequilco. En 1911. Se levanta Allá oh oh oh, oh 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 oh, en la Sierra Suriana Don Emiliano Zapata Militaban en sus filas Perdomo que era el primero Tenerario varona Y el valiente que no bebo. Detrás de los decorrales Con su gente bien armada Peleaba contra Carranza Defendiendo el plan de Ayala Montaba brioso caballo Que era de muy buena alza Colombo canteado con herraduras de plata. En Chinameca murió el agrarista suriano por la villana traición del carrancista guajardo ya con esta me despido ya me voy por el sendero aquí se acaba el corrido del valiente guerrillero también Eufemio Zapata y el general Salazar
3: I saw your, your message and, and thought I'd pop in, but I, I am curious. Um, I had, oh yeah, <laughs> I had the other, uh, uh, the gossip part of the conversation.
1: So The gossip part of the conversation? Yeah,
3: yeah, you got to tell me what happened with Rollo oh the, the, the rumors the, the,
1: sorry 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 that is a, that is an, uh, an a part book that's a lord of the rings
3: movie. that's what
1: and that's a lord of the rings movie seriously i'm not joking no i'm not joking this this we we lived a movie no I, that is too much to to uh, summarize <laughs> in 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 even 24 hours really um yeah i know no, how long was he there Twenty-three days.
3: Oh, that's a in, long, long time. My in, goodness.
1: In, in, uh, this guy drinks mm-hmm. between thirty and forty beers per day every day. Without
3: exception. <laughs> so, so it's 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 not an online persona. You saw you saw no, in... <laughs> no
1: no no. No no. And on top of that, he smokes three packs of cigarettes a day, every day. Yeah. <laughs>
3: So, yeah. uh, so just it, by
1: doing no, so, sorry sir. so and just you found out he's this, actually, he's actually 30
3: this. years old <laughs> no, he's
1: 50 but mm.
3: no I, I, he could be 30 and just looks 50 after all that <laughs>
1: um, well it's more like he is 50 but he looks 80 and because my friend who is also 50 Said he looks like my dad.
3: Oh my! Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. That's... Um,
1: uh, this guy. Just <laughs> by doing this, he saved himself in 23 days, ten thousand Australian dollars. Because every day this costs in Australia, and he's doing that in Australia, right? It's not yes,
3: oh, all days, <laughs> you know, right?
1: Yeah. And this is supermarket beer and the cheapest cigarettes because we found them for him. That was the Mas Muska <laughs> experience. We got the cheapest, he he goes into a bar, spends 10,000 on a beer, and doesn't care, and doesn't know about money, and that is five supermarket beers, so we save him money by not going to bars, right, so we saved him 10,000 dollars in these 23 days, yeah, um, uh, that is 1 million pesos per day he spends in Australia, 1 million pesos, (laughs) <laughs> For uh, Oscar is my business partner and friend. Mm-hmm. He uh, security, diet, uh, taking care of everything. It's an amazing guy. Uh, we have a uh, tourist company, a small company. We organize excursions, exclu- exclusive excursions through the Andes, and I drive uh, and I drive Max Verstappen uh, through the Chicamocha Canyon and. Everything arranged, uh, 24-7, care for a mental patient, an <laughs> ego- egomaniac, you have egoistic, which is a virtue, uh, that is taking your own, um, your own interests first, and, but you also have eye for other interests. Egocentric is that you only care about yourself, but you still see that others have interests. Egomaniac, you don't have <laughs> any concept that other people have interests. This guy, in 23 days, took four showers. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> and he put himself in my car with a beautiful lady I just got to know the night before on my birthday, <laughs> with Rolo, and he was stinking like crazy and he doesn't care about it. He doesn't respect my or other people's. Uh...
2: Right? Yeah, You know that. Tell me. Yeah, I mean, you said history, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's part of history. So tell jump. me, tell me um, what you know about the tower collapses and that. You're a historian?
0: Yeah.
2: What do you know about it?
4: Excellent do you remember Excellent. Do you remember the day?
2: Yeah. Where were you on 9-11? Come on, Caleb. Mm-hmm. you, you got to remember where you were when you heard about it. You
1: know. It was one of the biggest it was, events. It was probably young.
4: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, how old were you? uh, Uh, Yeah, that's a good How old are you, Caleb? I am 19. 19. Yeah, he was not even born. Yeah. Oh, yes, oh, yeah, it was just one yeah. year, not even one year old, God. right? Yeah. Thank you, guy. But I'm still sorry of this place, but not so happy. Thank not you for all that. All of the story. Sorry, I'm sorry, uh, poor, 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 poor. I, no, yeah, I this type of history, not uh, another type of history. For example, uh, the different bottles
3: in here have three
4: different bottles. Three different? Yeah. And Spain, Spanish, Spain versus um... battles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, didn't yeah. Didn't okay. you get that? Yeah. Battles. Uh, yeah, no, no, know. no. Worries, no worries. Your, your uh, English no. is very good. No, no worries. No, I, I speak in the original English. You're not British. I'm not American. It's in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you listen me. Yes. Yes. I have yes. different accentations. You, recording? Yeah. But not you. Oh, okay, I, 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 I can't, I understand. You can come in, shot if you want. If if That's you it. want, but if you don't, Sit.
1: then don't. Oh, and, we, we're, and we're, we're doing yeah. an interview, we're doing...
2: Okay, thank yeah, you so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Hey, so you, here I'm, I'm here, here I'm you with, uh, you're on I video, yeah. I radio podcast as well, yeah. I'm here with Caleb,
0: yeah. and
2: he's 19 years old, because uh, we just started. Um. So he doesn't know anything about 9-11, but he's historian. so okay again um the battles uh that you were talking about can what what do you know about the battles in here in colombia right
4: yeah um for example in 1955 1955 yes yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, in bida well not in exactly in bida in this place um and where are we now, if you don't mind me
2: asking for the camera? Where oh, are we?
4: Okay,
2: okay, okay, okay. That's right. No, it's not my first time here. the camera. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I don't know. I, I forgot. we do not in
0: Bogota.
2: No. no. Bogota
4: is That one? That I'm in. One. Why?
2: No no no, 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 no. Bogota is for. Here. Hey, I've only been here a week. Okay, then One no. week. No, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah.
4: Bogota is for here. Tunha is the capital.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Bogota is in here. And you U.S. team in Italy. Right. So, right. Okay. And the battle, I, okay, continue. Yes, sure. And. Um, Whatever you want. I a battle in here in, in this year, no. in 19, in 19, 19, 19, ni- 19, no. It's, I mean, no, it's, in no, 55. 55. Uh, it's the first battle for the liberty of Korea in here. Liberty of yeah. Colombia. First battle. Uh, it's uh, Spain versus. This is in Spanish, it's Bojacos. Bojacos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's extreme battle. So many deaths. Yeah. And this day, make a document. Yeah. Uh, this document, it's uh, the it's independence liberation. Independence. Yeah. yeah. In here. In here. Present. Make Present. it in here. The battle of the bridge of Boyaka, the, the battle of the bridge of Boyaka, it's, 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 it's,
2: so, it's so significant. Okay, and so that fascinates you, that, that yeah. sort of part of history? history. Yeah, it's yeah. a Which part of fine. history. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, this but can you explain for the camera what else you're an expert in? You're an expert in wine? Yeah. You, tell, tell me what you, you know about yeah. wine.
4: Okay, the red one have red wine have different uh, sensations in your mouth, different sensations in your soul. Uh, it's not a simple uh, wine, no. Half history, half uh, uh, what, what? Okay, I I I miss the There's no romance. No. Okay, okay, half uh, uh, soul, soul. A soul. It's not a, sim, a, sim, a simple uh, water and, uh, and, and grapes, no, no, grapes no, no, and no, fermentation.
2: No, 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 it's, 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 more, it's more than this, half uh, I think I've got it first. One. It's a tricky question. Yeah, another question? What's it? Yeah, I know. This is, good. This is a tricky one. Ready? Okay, that's right. With not your English. Um, with your English. Don't worry. Uh, I'm not trying to take the piss or anything. Okay. What's the difference between the words same and equal? Difference? Between the word yeah. same. Me and you are human beings, right? We're the same, right? Yeah. But are we equal? The difference? Yeah, the difference. Hmm. It's a tricky one. It's the that cameraman has been trying still to that trick me out.
4: It's not a simple question. Okay.
2: Same and equal. Same, equal. Yeah. Okay, so, kay. say I had two glasses of wine, right? Yeah. And they were equal, equal, yeah. equal, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But are they the same? They are, aren't they? No. Uh, my eyes. Okay. No? There we go. I like that. No. Go. Explain. 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 Mm. Mm. No half difference. Okay, so I've got two glasses of wine. They're, 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 they're exactly, exactly the same metric in, um, in, two, different in, yeah, in two different classes. Yeah. They're the same, right?
4: Yeah.
2: Are they equal?
4: No. There you go. It's not equal. Okay, I understand the question. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't um, sorry. I'm no, sorry, it's okay. Okay, okay. Your English is different. You have different languages and different words. But I understand you. Okay, ¿es igual por qué? Half. Say it in Spanish. Okay. Say it in
2: Spanish. In Spanish. In, in,
4: yeah, in Spanish. yeah, yeah I mean, No, es no problema. Well, ah, okay, um, la diferencia es sencilla. Um, al ser dos diferentes clases de vino, pero están servidos en las mismas copas y la misma cantidad. Y El me pregunta que si son iguales. No son iguales. ¿Por qué? Como lo he dicho antes, el vino tiene alma y cada Copa okay. tiene su historia, tiene su tratamiento. Así sea una copa servida de la misma botella, no es igual. Tiene, digámoslo así, un corazón. Para nosotros los que entendemos de vino, el vino es más que solo una bebida. Es un arte, es gusto. Okay,
1: what he saying is that even if you have two glasses of wine. it from the same bottle the same amount yes each of these two glasses is different why why because every glass has its own soul its own body its own characteristic
4: yes great answer but it's the equal wine
2: yeah of the equal body. there you go I mean, that's logic. That's logic
4: to me. Half logic. Logic. Yeah. It's not a simple, no, half a history. For example, I like the bikes. I love the bikes, the motorcycle. Can you city. take me for a ride? <laughs> Can I
2: have a
0: ride?
4: Yeah, come here. Come with me. All right,
2: All right let's do it now. Okay, cut. Can you mind my mind?
3: Well, he, he, he certainly earned the reputation as a character, for sure. Mm-hmm. The, he, he is a character.
1: Yeah, but uh, let's go back to one, uh, to a bit more, uh, uh on topic stuff. Now, I want to make the point that now I see, and that is what I saw in Bucaramanga when I was living there, and that's where we went, Bucaramanga. Um, the contrast in economic culture and the Koudenhofer or the Hispano American plan they have there, you have guys have there. Here, it is actually, um, more extreme because colombia used to be an emigration country mostly right because of the wars and the drugs and the shit mostly to the us of course blah, blah. and then it turned into an immigration country suddenly and i've seen that sudden change i've seen from one day to the other there were buses full of venezuelans around and venezuelans they may have the same religion the same racial mixture more or less uh, almost the same language the same culture and so on but they don't have the same economic culture. They have a completely opposite economic culture because they have been raised under socialism and mostly young people, so they don't know anything else. And they come from the economic culture where you sit at home and wait until the state does something for you. And then you come to a country where the complete opposite is true and people work for their money and take pride in that. And every it's so capitalistic, so active, so close to what the natural tribal capitalistic way of living is, that that contrast and that friction and that shock becomes more clear. And luckily not so much here in the North, but uh, of course, Venezuelans who uh, cannot get uh, what they want, they turn to criminality, not all Venezuelans, but like what happens in the US, what happens in Europe and Australia and so on. Same thing here, it's arranged. It's one day to the other, cars with uh, the Red Cross, uh, all the Venezuelans got the same backpacks at the border. Uh, free and mandatory vaccinations.
3: So, and that's um, from from people coming in, or is is that what you're saying that they're in order to cross the border they have to get vaccinated?
1: Yeah, at the, the 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 geography defines that there is very little other possibility than to go. The main border is between uh, San Cristobal in uh, Venezuela and uh, Cucuta in uh, Colombia. And there at the border, there are signs, I have uh, Twitter uh, photos and so, uh, lines and lines of Venezuelans lining up to cross the border, uh, all arranged, right? All uh, human trafficking. It's the biggest industry in the world, human trafficking. No other industry, human trafficking, right? and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because uh, I will explain why how I come to that uh, reasoning but um they are brought in and mandatory uh, and free vaccinated and they, they don't care right they get the shot and get in and yeah that's completely. Change the economic culture and, and so on. Uh, Colombians go out out of business and so, because Venezuelans, there are Venezuelans also working and so. And it's good, but it creates a lot of social friction. It makes sense, right? Same language, same culture. So it's not a racial thing, it's not a religious thing, it's not a uh, cultural thing. It is an economic, cultural thing. Right but Weapon, right? It's to dilute the Colombian society, and that's what how they do. it. It's so experimenting on us.
3: Huh. Yeah, I'm. I, yeah, the culture thing is very, very curious to me. And uh, I think the racial uh, division is a big misdirection, um, especially here. And it's probably, you know, even more kind of kind of crazy down there because the racial differences aren't probably so obvious in terms of physical appearance as they are up here. But then it's, there. Is, I, I do feel like there are cultural differences. And of and I'm of kind of curious as to how those things um, manage to stay stable over time, you know. Um, but they yeah, do seem the to.
1: With this Corona thing, that changes completely. I mean, the culture now, what is the main global cultural thing is to separate and to uh, hook up to the Internet and Netflix and, and YouTube and so on, right? And,
3: uh, that so seems that to be a, little, a lot yeah. of what's going on now. Yeah.
1: It's quite easy uh, to implement such a thing. Um, a, a question I would like to ask, I asked, Ab, I asked other people, uh, who is geopolitically now the most important person on Earth?
3: Oh, prob- I mean, perception-wise, maybe who would it be? Uh, the l- leader of the World Health Organization, maybe? Um, mm-hmm. Or even Bill Gates. I, have, yeah, did you see Bill the... Bill Gates,
1: uh, that is, uh, so, sorry, I uh, will go to Bill Gates. Uh, you can please talk about Bill Gates. Um, Bill Gates is also what App said, and I understand that now with this Corona thing, that that triggers, and I understand why. And I made the point that he is, because he, it's not vaccines. Bill Gates is Windows. Windows created the personal computer, right? It, mm-hmm. it, it separated us already in the 80s. And it brought us together in school, but okay, all uh, right. But so that it's the whole start of that separation thing already in that sense. But geopolitically, it used to be a guy we all know, right? Heinz Alfred K. Who? His name, his real name is Heinz Alfred Kissinger.
3: Oh, actually, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't know that was his name. Yeah,
1: but yeah, no, that's yeah, why I. <laughs> Mention mm-hmm. these things, right? It's just the first line on Wikipedia, which I can, which I catch then, right? I'm mean, not reading the whole article, just something I catch and then use it. Um, but his successor, you know who that is? Uh,
3: no, I don't. I don't think. Well,
1: that is vital knowledge, I would say. Know thy enemy, right? Especially now. Geopolitics, right? Global trade is what it's about. It's not about the virus, it's about global trade and global control. And trade is what controls the world, right? I mean, you, you as, as fellow um, anarchist, you know, right? Our economy and uh, anarcho capitalist right? Uh, you know that the economy controls the world. But so, trade, right? The Mishka economy, same thing. So, uh, geopolitics is trade in the end, right? Free trade uh, agreements, so called. Um, control trade. Right? Uh, So, who is his successor is very vital knowledge. And how do we know who is his successor? Well, if your predecessor writes about you praising you in Time magazine, you know you are the chosen one, right?
3: Yeah, that wouldn't be the uh, anointing, (laughs) right?
1: It's hard hard to (laughs) top uh, uh, the, the time uh, the, this, and uh, he wrote this himself, I'm sure, an 89 year old, I don't know, uh, Henry K. Uh, Rice. This guy is the son in-law of a um, an corona patient. Allegedly. Okay. Who, is, who also happens to be still your president. Well, at least the president of the country you are living in. The nation.
3: So, so you're saying Trump, basically?
1: Yeah, but not Trump. Trump is the clown. Trump is the harlequin. Trump is the the look here, not there guy. Alright. Right? Well,
3: how, how so long do is, I have, is, have to guess?
1: Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I'm sorry. I am, I'm too much of a teacher. No. Um, his son-in-law is Jared Kushner. He right. is the Henry Kissinger. This is his first test. This coronavirus thing is his first. Uh, uh, task uh, or say, uh, How do you call it? Job uh, uh, assignment. Assignment. That's. It.
3: And so, yeah, I don't even know. I mean, what uh, mm-hmm. what title does he have? A title? I mean,
1: is that important? No, he is. I think he is like an, a trader in banking and so on. Uh, from. Uh, he's he's
3: a senior he's, advisor, according to Wiki. So he's not—he's not like yeah, Henry Kissinger he's was Secretary of State, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no, but
1: the, but that role—no, he was Secretary of State later. What Henry Kissinger is—is is the psychopath behind all the. U.S. foreign policy, with Zabrinsky together, right? But he is the main psychopath. The, the Allende stuff in Chile, 11th of September. I, I met
3: him the in banana, person once. The
1: banana wars in Central America, Iran, uh, Pakistan, Pers- I mean, the list is endless. This guy is the main octopus with his psychopath behavior, right?
3: I, I met him in person once upon a time.
1: You met Henry Kissinger in I, person?
3: I, I spent... Uh... At least one one or two entire days with him, actually. Um, You're kidding me. No, no, he's a very non-threatening person. You know, personality in person. You. Uh, it was, uh, you know, I work in uh, audio video production, and so I do anything from little small boardroom meetings to big large-scale events. And uh, this was an American Express like shareholder meeting or something. He was a very high-ranking board member, I think, of American Express. So they had the the president or the CEO at the time, Chevalier something. um, He was there. And then Henry Kissinger was there. And I had to just monitor these microphones, and they recorded all these sessions. Gosh, if I remember correctly, it was long ago enough. It might have even been recorded on cassette tape. And so I just sat in a room with them for a couple of days while they chatted about American Express. Yeah, very interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't... I've met, you know, I met Tony Blair in person. i met, uh met...
1: Uh, please, 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 please. please, please. Uh, sorry, sorry. No. You met Henry Kissinger. Sorry. There is nobody here who can say these kind of things. Um, especially not after how I talked about him. But what do you see then? Do you think I'm wrong here?
3: Well, I mean, I'm saying you... You could be, I mean, you could be totally right. What I'm telling you is that when you meet these people, they don't, they don't have an aura of evil Uh psychopathy oozing from them. You would just never, he'd be like Uh the guy that you see picking up his newspaper on the street and you're like, ah, hi, Mr. like, Nice to see you, you know, and then you just move on. You don't think. You don't really think anything about them. It just doesn't register. Yeah, and that is that is
1: perfect because that is their main weapon. Hiding in the shadows, coming across as completely normal looking well, not looking me, doesn't look normal, but um I got this uh, I got to know about Henry Kissinger from my father, who was not as at his level but also a psychopath, and he hung around with psychopaths, like with Prince Bernhard, right? The founder of the Bilderberg Group, or one of the the co founder Um, You know why it's called Bilderberg Group, and I will not make the quiz. It's called Bilderberg Group, not because of the hotel. That is what they say. No, it's the other way around. The hotel is named after the meeting. The Bilderberg Group is named after Ige Farben Bilder, which is okay. paintings in Germany, because Prince Bernard was working in Paris for IG Farben in the uh, Bilder, the painting uh, uh, department. And, uh, of course, a spy. He was a spy all his life. Uh, but it was his uh, official job. And that is where he got the name for the Bilderberg group. From.
3: And, and that
1: is, yeah. But my father yeah. met this guy uh, multiple times. Right? I've talked about this mm. before. And to get to these levels, you have to be a psychopath. My father was a psychopath. He's, he about, I enjoy manipulating people. Yeah. Um, so
3: But well, the question is is like, so if Henry Kissinger is, he's developing an idea for who knows what, things that are going to re- result in genocide, massive starvation, economic devastation, war. And so now on the one hand you have Henry Kissinger doing this and people are saying, oh, okay, yeah, that looks like a good idea. We'll do that. On the other side, you may have someone from the Aryan Brotherhood saying, "Oh, we need to kill all the Jews or whatever, or all the all the blacks." What the fig you know, evil person? No, of how on, how on, are they? How are they yeah. different though? Like on the one come hand, on. no, one yeah. one is looked at like they're a raving lunatic, but Henry Kissinger's in so many words saying the same thing. But people are like, "Oh yeah, this is a good idea. We'll follow no, these no, grand no, no, chessboard no, 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 yeah. plans." How is it different? I don't well, understand.
1: No, 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 no! This Aryan Brotherhood example that, that thats all propaganda. that's show. That this I thing I is understand, people, but if right? I mean, just pick pick any random.
3: I, I, I use an example, no. but pick a random person, yeah. somebody walking yeah. down the street saying, "I think we need to kill all the Arabs," and there's not going to be you know, presidents that's not what and everything.
1: Kissinger says, "No, but that's but, a good idea. Anyway, let's, let's do that." If I if I put myself, um, having been exposed to psychopathy and learning about psyops and all that. If I put myself in, in Henry Kissinger, please, uh, the last thing I want. If I put myself into him, I would. there is just no concept of the interests of millions of people. He only sees geopolitical grand scale chessboard opportunities and he deals in that sense. He doesn't care about deaths and murder and people. And it's just not in his concept. He lives in a bubble. Uh, I have met an alcoholic and he calls himself a functioning alcoholic and uh, well it's not really functioning but um, they, uh, it's like a dog, he, he looks at a street picture with dangers everywhere and we have to take care of that and the only thing he sees is a dog, a playing dog he has no concept of what is around that that is what Henry Kissinger has about the world and his uh, successor the same thing
3: But people listen to them. That's what I'm kind of curious about. You know,
1: because they make them richer and more powerful. That's it. They make them feel good. Whatever.
3: Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, That was one thing I took note of on Game of Thrones, and I can I can find it. It's the Varys riddle, and it was a great scene. And it's still it about where where the the. Do you remember?
1: Um, no, the thing is, I watched until the fourth season, and then I stopped because I was bored. It, it i liked the series because there is a lot of conspiracy and and, and intrigue lessons from it. I le- I I got a lot out of it. Things I—it's a, it's a, a few paragraphs, nice. but
3: it's a conversation. Oh, the book.
1: Oh, sorry, I haven't read the book.
3: Yeah, I I I listen I listen to the book on audio, but um, they're asking about power, and he, he says, well, there's a priest and a king and a, a swordsman, basically, where do, where power reside? So does it is it with the king? Well, if the priests can influence the king, to think a certain way, it could be with the priests, but then neither one of them is going to be able to overtake the swordsman, so the, the king can tell the swordsman what to do, but then the priest is influencing the king, but the swordsman can, can kill both of them. So... Where does the power really lie? I think at the end of it, it was the, the answer was well, wh- wherever you believe it is, that's where it mm-hmm. is. So, well, it,
1: if that, if yeah, okay, yeah, please go.
3: So, I just found that very interesting. the The idea about the source of power, because you know, there's uh, the ruling class to the the people that are being ruled is is so small, you know. Um, it's always. I, I
1: don't feel being ruled. I don't know. I don't feel that.
3: Well, you're. Yeah, they, now, okay, of course. They do things that have an effect on your life. It's yeah, hard to well, avoid okay. the effects of the things that they
1: not, of they put but, into motion. I, I, I would say. All the time, I challenge them every day, all the time, wherever I can.
3: So we we can do whatever we can to avoid it, evade it, get out from under it, withdraw. Yeah. You know, not invest our our emotion and all all that sort of thing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's hard to avoid having any, you know, escaping any effects at all, I think.
1: Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And then, But, it, yeah, if they... Anyway. like to go back to um, um, Game of Thrones because okay you only listen to the book you haven't seen the, the series
3: I, yeah I saw the series too
1: okay okay um, who in your view is in the Game of Thrones uh, Yeah, not in the whole thing but who do you think is, is or are the most influential of these people and how does that tie into the reality
3: uh, so um, ultimately because it it seemed like the influence changed over the course of the series. There a lot of, I mean, it, the whole thing was really about jockeying for yeah, power. The, and
1: first, the first, the first, start, please, because I haven't seen the rest. So the first three seasons. It's, it's
3: so who who had the most? Power? I don't know. Why don't you go ahead and tell me what your take on it was? And all.
1: Well, there there are two characters. I I would say, and both were their own um, and. Male uh, no, and female. Well, no, well, the first one is the eunuch.
3: That's Verus. That's
1: Verus. Okay. Yeah. Sorry uh, I don't know it. names uh, so much. Yeah. Uh, so I know characters, I'm going to put this in the, the chat. My... I... Yeah. First,
3: uh...
1: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And um, why? Why do I think that?
3: Well, he was always. Uh, Whispering in the ears of people yeah, using rumor yeah. and subterfuge uh-huh. and, and deception and whatnot to and you know, per- perception management, we could say, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, and in the end, there is only perception. There is now a perception that an invisible monster exists, and there's a priesthood of experts in white coats who can save us from it, right? That's how it is. There's
3: sure. No- that's,
1: more thing, deeper thing about.
3: that's a manufactured perception.
1: Yeah. So that perception management is now obviously the biggest thing there is. So the Unix role, I think you described exactly how it is. And another point I wanted to make with this is you were right about how the power changed. But he provided continuity, right? So he was managing all his contacts to stay in power, to do not depend on the change of power of whatever king there was. And that is the class of people who are um, uh, controlling everything, right? They are the continuity. They are the families who stay in the shadows, whisper in ears, uh, manage perception, manage the perception that the Rothschilds are the ones. If they say that, then we know they're not. right?
3: Right. Sure. That makes sense to me.
1: The, the Lannisters, right? The, the Rothschilds are the Lannisters, and not the Eunuch.
3: Probably, that that would make sense. And and uh, in the Game of Thrones, we were, you know, on the other side of the fourth wall. We got to look at the Eunuch, but I don't think we have the privilege here. We're not going to see them. I don't think.
1: Uh, well, maybe the. the... Yeah, well, the henchmen of the uh, well i would say the 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 role of kissinger is the unit and the role of kushner then too so it doesn't depend if his father-in-law is president or not that is what curiously app and and you i heard you talking about it too that is the show right it's the show that if trump is president or not doesn't matter if jared kushner is in power that matters
3: Yeah, I heard a, I heard a thing the other day talking about Jared Kushner's relationship to Israel and whatnot. I can't I can't remember what the how the, what the summation was of all of that. Um, but they were they were talking about this Temple of Solomon. This there's a blood sacrifice happening soon or recently. Um, oh yeah, and it's this quickening of uh, perception, belief, whatever you want to call it. But it, it definitely seemed like that there was a a sort of a go signal issued recently that uh, things were put into motion on a global scale that, because I just can't picture this whole idea of presidents and countries and all of this sort of thing. To me, it's just
1: uh, a facade, right?
3: Yeah. It's a facade. Obviously that, that, that stuff, no, how is it possible that uh, with all the disagreement and, and wars and, uh, whatever we've been hearing and enemies, boogeyman, and all of a sudden everybody is just like, almost like they're wearing one of those electric neck collars and they just stop mm. and they're paralyzed and they start doing the exact same thing. That's mm. just, you know, it's crazy. So
1: actually, now now coming back. Wow. How it all comes back. These are builder paintings, perception management, war. They were the war hoax. Right, the the war as a hoax concept, the hoaxing in wars, the hoaxing of the virus. There's a war going on now, there's no way about it. We cannot uh, go uh, use our own natural freedoms. We have we're restricted, Mm. we're restrained, we're put on the colors, and so like I leave Molly completely free outside. Beautiful, I don't care what people say, right? Um, but, um, so they're perception management the other person from the game of thrones series i would mention is the dutch actress the only dutch actress of the the witch
3: oh right uh it's a little bit of a yeah well she had evidently supernatural powers so that was that's kind of a a little bit of a you know, bonus there for her in that regard. So, um, yeah. but there were, there so, is there, she had a kind of a cult following we could say maybe, and did and, did manage to influence certain people. But I, I think the various characters more apt for, you know, he had his, uh, irons in the fire and many different fires, I guess. Right. So the, The witch character wasn't so influential um, broadly over all the Mm. the houses Mm. and whatnot.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's true, that's true. But her role, her um, yeah, her role in society, thing in the plot, her character, her uh, personality, her uh, norms, uh, standards, principles, lessons, ideas, whatever thoughts actions, that I think is very, very, very important, because that is this, I can already see four huge supernatural is what we throw, what, what this whole Saiyab thing thrives on. Oh yes, and it
3: the, is. It is
1: Supernatural things, mm-hmm. four grand ones. I uh, We can go through them together if you want, but four grand ones I see, where supernatural powers are at hand, where a certain Priesthood of class has supernatural insight into things. It's nukes, doesn't exist, supernatural. Mm-hmm. Is space travel supernatural? Is uh, that mankind is able to uh, change a so called global climate that doesn't exist? Is supernatural, and uh, the invisible monsters are supernatural. Right. And, and oh, uh, wait, uh, particle physics.
3: Sure. So yeah, it's all just uh, re- religion branded. Yeah. And there, there have been people out there that have claimed that the Roman oligarchy just put put on robes afterward and became the priests. And it's interesting because I don't know if you you were following some of the posts I put on Clues Forum years ago, talking about how the <laughs> the uh, the origin of universities in general is uh-huh. theological seminaries. Yeah. That's Florence, how that's yeah. where they got their foundation.
1: Bologna, and, uh, Florence, yes.
3: And then they became law schools uh involved with the you know canonical Roman law and which was still sort oh, of founded Roman? in church Roman exactly. And then now their universities in, in
1: uh, universities in Rome so called what? Roman times, Roman times. Are you talking about Roman
3: no Roman times? Roman, Roman law? The so the initially they're theological seminaries uh, on the principles of the church and study of the church and scripture and whatnot. Oh,
1: Roman Catholic
3: law. Yeah, yeah, and then they they adapt and they become law universities, a study of Roman law, canonical, which is sort of. Uh, the church is foundational to the holy roman empire right mm, yeah. and then they finally adapt to universities that we see today and i would argue that, that that's a continual unbroken thread that's never really changed that much mm-hmm. it's the same principles at work but we've sort of gone from theology to roman law to science maybe and, and or technology but it's still Mysticism and religion fundamentally.
1: Yeah, you, you don't think that there, you, you say science, not, yeah, so you don't think there's a philosophical basis behind science?
3: Well, I would say, I mean, I, I look at it in the same way that there's a philosophical basis behind theology or law, or, but it's not real natural f- philosophy that's devoted to. Uh, um, exposing contradictions and using well, the nature existence, like Ayn Rand, existence exists uh, axiomatic principles it's not based on that but, but it,
1: let's be clear science, the word science, not science as the institutions as well. science, the word science, I'm talking about with a small with right. that is, is uh, new speak programming that they replaced yeah, it's science, it is scientism. it's scientism. Right, sure.
3: right, when I hear them say that, it, I hear scientism in my mind. So I, know, yeah, I know the it, difference. That I know is
1: something we should get out of our thinking and language, because that is a weapon they have put into us, it's mind control. They have con- they've programmed us to make this connection, and we should separate that in our thinking and, and, and speaking, I think.
3: I, I would have been more correct in in using the word no, scientism. No, correcting I, yourself, I, but I, it, I, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Concept, I get what you're saying. And it's, uh, I think it's, science
1: is our friend against scientism.
3: But I might argue that science may be a lost word at this stage. There may do, be no real recovering natural science from what scientism is in the minds of, just like the word liberal. Uh, mm-hmm. The word gay, mm-hmm. or any, any mm-hmm. of yes. these words that have changed meaning so dramatically over time, I don't know if they can be rescued.
1: Okay, no, you're right, you're right, you're completely right. Uh, science is not an English word. Let's go to an English word then, the, uh, replace it with the English um, meaning of it, and that is truth-seeking.
3: Or empiricism, maybe. Means.
1: No, that is also not English.
3: But oh, okay.
1: English is such a uh, Roman language, it's amazing, really. I I speak uh, two uh, German, uh, three Germanic languages, but English is not actually not one of them, right? It's so Roman uh, uh, language uh, dominated by... that. That's why for English speakers, it's so easy to learn Spanish. Much easier than to learn German, because you have to learn so many new words in German and Dutch, because they're Germanic and not... Romanic, like English has. Okay. And, Pierce, yeah, and that in, in these Greek based words we also have in Dutch and so But in, in in Dutch and in German, there's a specific Germanic word for something that it, the English only have imagination, 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 for uh, buildings, for building, for, building, for buildings, like, uh, These kind of, that is an example. And these English is very Roman language. So truth seeking, truth, I would say. Is Truth-seeking is what science is. It is the art of knowing, of, of what is real, what is reality. Nature, natural, what Aim Rand says, right? That's why Gaia. Well, well, I, mean, I think... The,
3: only, I didn't... the study
1: of Earth is, is reality, right? But that... Oh, you're cutting out. Oh, oh.
3: And the way oh, I understand out, it...
1: You were just cutting out when you were saying the way I understand it before I, I
3: think the original scientists were the philosophers and their uh-huh. their quest to discover the truth about natural nature nature, the natural world, right? Eliminating the contradiction between your perception of something and what something actually is. Yes. So it but somehow uh, science and philosophy got separated at some point down the road where Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if that was necessarily a good thing. Um, because it, it did seem like it opened the door to, to science, uh, because you know, people will sort of say math is like the arbiter of truth when in reality, math is a language that can be just as fictional as, is English and creating story. Right? So if you don't have that foundation of eliminating contradictions, there's probably a lot of, uh, leeway for all kind of shenanigans to go on as we're witnessing now.
1: Yeah, so. and, and what I would say, actually, if you look at people in their intrinsic natural habitat, and I must say I have the uh, advantage that it's much easier in Colombia than in the Western countries where it's so much more away from nature, but is that people are scientists by, by design. Right, That is how we get to the curiosity and, and finding out stuff and testing and, and, and try on error and doing experiments is what everybody on a lo- small local level does every day. It's verifying the truth. It's, there are stories told about uh, gossip about uh, one. Then you verify things and you get to the truth. It's the natural way of living. And that is why they wanted to get us as far away from that as possible and replace that by their own church who spreads the message they want us to believe, right?
3: I wonder, too, now that you say that, that if school isn't designed to separate people from that, that you're, you're put in a track Somewhere. for school and they'll you'll say, well, you'll, you'll make a good science major, and you might grow up to be a scientist, and you over there, you'll be an accountant, and while, while you're describing a, a situation where everybody is doing science on a daily basis... Being interacting with reality and discovering what works and what doesn't. Now mm-hmm. we're, we're put on tracks, and where people say, Well, I'm not a scientist. I don't know. I, I leave that up mm-hmm. to the scientists. I'll let them tell me. Oh,
1: yes. And that is the core danger behind all of this this white coatism that everybody believes in the virus because the white coats, right? And that is, I have an example about it. I joined the Discord about dogs. I, I, there's a channel called Diet. I am saying there in that channel, listen, I got Molly, beautiful dog, uh, we eat together. I don't uh, eat any of this concentrated bullshit stuff, prepared processed uh, food. Uh, I won't give it to her either. I cook for her. And I asked for, yeah, can you give me some advice, some uh, tips on what can I add and what better to avoid? The reaction was... You have to consult a nutritionist. We are not <laughs> qualified to give you this information. I said you have a Discord channel on the internet. I can take your advice here, do you or not? You have a channel called Diet. Why the fuck do you have this I didn't say it. Why, why do you have this channel? Right. I mean, you can just put in there consult a nutritionist. Why? Yeah.
3: You can tell me what's worked for you in the past and your experience That's with it. diet That's and. What I- no, yeah, that
1: is how I thought it would <laughs> work, but literally after, uh, you know me, I can be pretty unconventionally confrontational, but in this case, I was really, really uh, very uh, uh, polite and all that, and it caused a complete mayhem, and I left the channel, and so on. That was an, uh, typifying what we're living through now,
3: right? Sure. Well, hey, listen, Gaia, it, it was great chatting with you. I've got to yeah. move back into the real world here. And- Yes, do, yes, do yes. Some of All my best own. with
1: that. Thank you so much. And yeah, we keep doing this. Yes, and will be nice to get some more people. Delete, delete, and uh, right. I mean, I, I will release stuff. I mean, i want to edit stuff, but I'm also baking and and stuff. And, yeah, so it takes a bit of time. But in the end, it will be you will hear it nicely on the IMI Radio uh, released. Uh, so thanks. Yeah, have a great day.
3: Sure thing, anytime, man. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Yes. Bye.